Glory to God. You ready for a word? This is going to stir your spirit. See, isn't it beautiful when you do more than three songs in a church service? Isn't it great? I, I, I can't stand the three and you're out, right? I mean, it takes some time to bake, doesn't it? To get the atmosphere changed. Now, guess what? Now you all are ready to receive what the Holy Spirit put upon my heart to share with you. Amen? As I was praying this week, praying in the Spirit, two words kept going through my, my thought uh, process and through my spirit. And it was these words, divine appointments. Di- say divine, divine appointments. I'm telling you right now, divine appointments. Go to Proverbs 15, 23. Divine appointments are going to start happening in our life like never before. God does not anoint a service like this. God does not show up like that unless he's getting ready to do something. Amen? Proverbs 15, verse 23 here. It says, A man has joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season, how good is it? You see, one anointed Word from the Holy Spirit has the potential to change and shift the direction of your life forever. Did you know that? How many of you had divine appointments happen in your life and it totally shifted your life? See, now this verse says due season. Say due season. Due season refers to a specific time or a divine appointment that that word is going to arrive into your life. See, it's, it's the perfect timing of the Holy Spirit. Due season means it's the perfect timing. That word is going to come into your life. Because I say it all the time, timing is everything in the kingdom of God. Timing is everything in the kingdom of God. You can speak something to someone, and if it's not the right timing, it's dead on arrival. Are you following me? It's dead on arrival. But when the anointing of the Holy Spirit is on that word, it's going to shift something. There's going to be results. That person's going to receive it. Amen? Now remember, when we talk about the timing of God, God is preparing hearts to receive that word. Are you following me? If the timing isn't right, that word will be wasted and unfruitful. So due season means it's the perfect timing that will fill that gap in your life. See, think about it this way. Our life, my life, it's, it's a puzzle. There's a whole bunch of different puzzle pieces to life. Amen? And so there's little pieces of our puzzle of our life that are missing right now. And God's due season, God's divine appointments, those pieces of the puzzle start coming together. Are you following me? How many of you feel like right now I have more pieces of the puzzle that need to be put together in my life? How many of you feel that missing piece of the puzzle in your life right now? Well, get ready because this is due season. Amen? Divine appointments are encounters that God Himself has ordained for us. These experiences or encounters, that hap- they happen when you or someone else's life is about ready to change. It's a divine encounter and word, like I said, that produces a shift. Say shift. shift. 
I like that word. Because you know, I'm the kind I'm the type A personality where I, I, I need some I, I need a shift now and then. Are you following me? I need something to happen. Amen. I don't like a boring life. Are you following me? That's why in our services, I like to shift things up a little bit. Don't get too comfortable. Don't get too relaxed, right? Because I like to shift it up and make it fresh. Hallelujah. But it's an encounter that will do one of three things in your life. It will change your life, or God will use you to change someone else's life, or both things will happen. I'm talking about divine appointments today. Sometimes these divine appointments, they're with another person. Maybe you'll have an angelic encounter or you have an experience in the presence of God like some have had today at church. Maybe you had it in your bedroom. Maybe you had it in your car. I don't know. But I'm talking about a divine appointment, an encounter, a word spoken, something that impacted your life. Are you following me? So as I read through the word of God, I couldn't help but notice that the Word of God is filled with divine appointments for people. It took one burning bush encounter that changed Moses' life and walked with God forever. One opportunity of favor with the king changed Joseph's life forever. Don't ever forget this. You ready for this? One day of favor is better than a thousand days of labor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, when God's glory is on your life, when His presence is on your life, His favor comes with it. Even your enemies will start to shift toward you. Are you following me? One day of favor is, is, worth, is uh, worth a thousand days of labor. I love that. A visitation from the Holy Spirit in Mary's womb changed her life and all of us humanity forever. Amen? It was one encounter that with Jesus on the road to Damascus that Saul had, or the Apostle Paul we're talking about, that changed the course of his life and ministry forever. Amen? In fact, he was used to write much of the epistles in the Word of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, it took one encounter with the Messiah Jesus to set a demoniac free. And put him in his right mind. Some guy who was barking like he was naked and at the tombs at a cemetery, barking like a dog, cutting himself with stones. And Jesus came along. One encounter changed his life forever. I don't care what you're going through right now, it takes one encounter to shift you out of that place. It took the woman at the well, one encounter with Jesus to quit shacking up with with a man and lying about her past. He said, it's time, woman, to deal with your past now. It's time to deal with the junk because I want to come into your life and bless you. Come on, somebody. It was one encounter with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost that caused 120 in the upper room to catch the fire and power from the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. It was one encounter with Jesus that turned Mary Magdalene from a prostitute to a child of the living God. And she followed Jesus and she served His ministry. A prostitute. I, I, you know, I can't stand when I see, uh, you know, once an addict, always an addict. No, you're not. 
That's a lie from the pits of hell. If my God can change Saul, someone who is murdering Christians, to a child of the living God and found him worthy to write the, uh, much of the New Testament, don't tell me you're always an addict. Come on, somebody. It was two words from Jesus to Matthew, follow me, that caused him to stop being a tax collector for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Tax collectors, got to love them, right? It, it was a divine appointment that caused Paul to talk to a person, uh, a prison guard, out of committing suicide. Are you following me? This prison guard was getting ready to commit suicide, and Paul stepped in. This, this prison guard had a divine appointment that changed his life, that saved his life. I'm telling you, divine appointments can mean life or death. Go to Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. Are you picking up the spirit of what I'm trying to lay down here? Acts chapter 12, 5 through 11. Now, when I preached about angels, I read this, but I just want to read it again because it's so powerful. Acts chapter 12, 5 through 11. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers. And the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell, fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie your, on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought that he was seeing a vision. When they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for a certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. Now I'm telling you right now, your prayers for people will set up divine appointments in people's lives and in your own life. Sometimes it takes a divine appointment to be delivered from the hand of Herod. Amen? What are you going through today? I'm telling you, it takes one divine appointment. It takes one divine appointment to pick you up out of the valley and set you on the mountaintop in life. Some of you listening to me, you're only one divine appointment away from the greatest breakthrough in your life. Those of you that, that have been crying out to God are about, this is about to come to pass. Listen, something and someone is being positioned right now, this very moment, for that divine appointment to come to pass. This is your due season. You think nothing's happening. And the devil wants to discourage you. But I'm telling you right now, God is working behind the scenes. Right now. 
He's setting it up right now. That's a word from the Holy, Holy Ghost. I feel it on the inside right now. Look up. Do not be discouraged. Be encouraged. Have, as Paul said, expectation. Come on. Men and women of God who are being used mightily by God in their life and ministry, they've had divine appointments that have launched them into those positions of great favor and great provision. Listen to this. Oral Roberts. How many of you know who that was? Oral Roberts, the great healing evangelist. Oral Roberts had a divine appointment with a healing evangelist, and he was healed supernaturally of tuberculosis. And that led him into his ministry. Kenneth Hagin, he had an encounter with the Holy Spirit that changed the course of his life and ministry. He was healed on the bed of affliction. I believe it was a heart problem. The doctors told his parents, I, this, your kid's not going to make it. You might as well say goodbye to him right now. And the Lord touched him and raised him up. And he lived till he was 86 years old. And, and he was one of the most powerful prophets to walk in the body of Christ. Are you following me? Billy Graham. Anybody know who that was? Billy Graham became known. Listen, he was a nobody. Nobody knew about him. But he became known when a local newspaper decided to publish a story about his small ministry. And you know the rest of the story. He filled stadiums. He filled arenas. Multitudes came to know the Lord Jesus Christ through his life and ministry. Amen? See, our lives are filled with divine appointments. I like to say it this way. Divine appointments are like this, markers in the road of life. You know, because life just seems to happen, doesn't it? It just happens. So many things happen. But a divine appointment is a marker. It's something you, you look, look back at and say, wow, that changed my life. It, you don't forget it. Are you following me? It changed my life. That is a divine appointment. They are markers in the road of life. They're landmarks. They're turning points. Say turning points. Some of you here, you have testimonies of encounters with God and other people that came into your life to change your life. Your born-again experience, by the way, was a divine appointment. It was a divine appointment. Now, if you can't remember your born-again experience, you need to get on fire again. <laughs> Are you following me? Yeah, I get born again. <laughs> But listen to this. So we are going to have divine appointments come to pass in these coming days that is going to just, it's going to blow our natural mind. We're, we're so close to the end. Are you following me? The end. Okay, as we know it, the supernatural is going to break out like never before in history. So I want to I want to show you an example of how precise God is to orchestrate divine appointments because some of you right now you're not convinced yet, right? It sounds good, uh, but listen to this. In in Acts chapter 10, God sends an angel to a man named Cornelius, all right? To send men. So an angel shows up to Cornelius and he says, you need to send some men to go get a guy named Peter. And he's going to give you some instructions on how to get saved. You and your family. Are you following me? Verse 9 starts off on the next day when three men are in the same city as Peter. And they're getting ready to almost knock on the door to ask for Peter. But before they arrive. They're almost there. They're en route. Are you following me? And then God gives Peter a vision 
when he's sitting on his roof. All right? Now, keep in mind, these three men are almost to the house. The timing of God is absolutely amazing. That's why we have no need of fear, no need of anxiety. God is not forgotten about you. Are you following me? Listen, God was revealing to Peter before that knock came on the door that salvation was now being made available to to the Gentiles or anyone who's not a Jew. Amen? Thank God. Amen? Verse 19 says this, While Peter was thinking on the vision of that, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men seek you. (laughs) And basically the Spirit said, When they show up at your house, go with them. This is how detailed, this is how precise the timing of God is. So when Peter started preaching, listen to this, when Peter started preaching to them, this was a divine appointment, all set up by the Lord. Amen? The Word says this, as Peter was talking to them, that the Holy Spirit fell on them. They were baptized in the Holy Ghost right on the spot. Are you following me? How do I know they were baptized in the Holy Ghost? Because verse 46 says this, For they heard them speak in tongues and magnify God. When you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you're going to... Show some outward activity. Well, let's put it this way. When you grab onto an electric wire, there's going to be a manifestation. Are you following me? When, when the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead in a millisecond comes upon you, there's going to be a manifestation. And one of those things is you're going to start magnifying God, and you may or may not speak in tongues, but you have the ability to. If you're Holy Ghost baptized, you have the ability to pray in tongues and speak in tongues. Are you following me? All right, well, but that's for another day to talk about. But God, again, God is the ultimate planner. He's the ultimate dispatcher. He's the ultimate scheduler. He's never late, but he's always on time. But here's what you got to understand. His time. Oh, you following me? That's why a lot of times we abort these things because we get discouraged and think God's not going to show up. Now we start going and living in the flesh. If we would stay faithful to God in that waiting period, we won't abort divine appointments. Are you following me? He is never late. He's always on time. It's his time. Amen? So again, stop thinking that God has forgotten about you. He has not forgotten about you. Uh, Let me remind you, God doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. Amen? That is why we can trust Him with everything we have. We can trust our entire life. See, fear should have no place to land in your heart as a Christian. It doesn't belong there. Because God's watching over your life. Amen? Anxiety and fear will manifest in your life when you're out of the will of God or out of the timing of God. Uh, Now, I want to give you five keys about divine appointments that the Holy Spirit gave me to share with you today. And Paul, you gave one of them already. So kudos for you for giving point number one. Here we go. Number one, you need to desire and expect divine appointments in your life. There's two, listen, the Holy Spirit spoke this to me. He said, many of my people, there is not enough expectation for me to even move in their life. 
We need to expect and desire these life-changing encounters. We need to look forward to them. We need to get excited about them. Don't ever forget this. Are you ready? Expectation is a breeding ground for miracles. Why? Listen, you need expectation before it can be turned into faith. If you don't even have expectation, you'll never have faith for it. Because expectation is hope. Hope, come on somebody, hope and expectation is in the equation to be converted into faith. So that's why expectation is a breeding ground for miracles. Because it has the potential to light on fire and be converted to faith. Jesus told 500 people before Jesus ascended into heaven, after his resurrection, before he ascended into heaven, Jesus told 500 people to go to the upper room in Jerusalem to wait and receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. How many people out of those 500 went up there? 120. Only 120 people had an expectation for what Jesus said, and they were rewarded. 120 showed up. 120 out of 500, that's probably about the same percentage in the body of Christ today. Are you following what I'm saying here? Oh my, thank you, Holy Ghost. He wants us to raise our expectation. And you know what's doing that? These praise and worship times. When you start to feel His presence, you're feeling, a, you're feeling... How many of you have felt a stirring on the inside? Just tell me right now. All you shy people, raise your hand if you felt it too. Don't lie. I'm telling you right now, this is a breeding ground for miracles because when His presence is manifesting, an expectation, a hope rises up, and that's when it ignites. You know, when a jet engine, to start a jet engine... You've got to push a button, and it's a starter. It turns the turbines, right? And then all of a sudden, when it gets to a certain RPM, it ignites. The igniter kicks in, and a fire lights up. And it keeps going, and it goes higher and higher. But listen, that fire won't mean a hill of beans unless those turbines are spitting. Your expectation is that starter that gets your turbines rolling, and then the Holy Spirit kicks in the fire. Are you following me? Kick the tires, light the fires, baby. That's what we need to do. Let's go. Amen? Hallelujah. Man, I feel the anointing on that one. Hallelujah. Whoo, kick the tires, light the fires. Let's get out of here. Glory to God. Some of you listening to me, you think, listen to this, you think you're not important enough. You think you're not special enough to receive divine appointments. Stop giving the devil property or real estate in your thought life that is the that is the devil listen the very re, i mean the very fact that you even have life right now is absolutely amazing you're special just for the fact that you were even created in your mama's womb are you following me let me remind you the angels who were all oh whoa we seen it they look down at us and they're in awe they're like who are Whoa, God, you made them in your image? So let me remind you, I don't care, I don't care who you are. If you're a bum on the street, if you're the richest person in a, in a mansion, I don't care, you are special to God. Are you following me? 
You need to start realizing that. You need to start accepting that. You need to start thanking God that you were even created. And then you're going to, come on. Yo, come on. They'll get the turbines rolling. Come on. You got to get the turbine rolling. You know what happens if the fire lights before the turbine's rolling? It'll burn that engine up. It'll destroy it. Then you got to go out and spend $5 million on a new jet turbine. Are you following me? But some, some get so bogged down in the things in the natural realm that they get numb to the things in the spiritual. Come on, somebody. Uh, tell God you desire them for yourself. God, I desire. I want divine appointments. Start asking Him for them. Pray for them. Amen? Because, listen, because part of the manifestation of that expectation is you're going to ask God for them. Right? I mean, there's no expectation if you're not even asking. Amen. Ask him. I dare you to ask him. I, I, I dare you. Amen. Just like he says about tithing. He says, try me now at this, right? I dare you to tithe. I dare you to. I dare you. I dare your expectation to raise with God. Amen. Hallelujah. But tell God you desire them for yourself. Here's what it means. Get serious in your relationship with your Heavenly Father. That's what it's all about. Let's start to get serious with Him. Amen? It's amazing to me when I hear testimonies. How God sends a minister over to Africa. How God sends a a minister to, to another country. And all of a sudden, someone there, a seemingly nobody... This minister comes up and gives a word and it changes their life forever. Or, or a minister from over in another country comes to America and, and the gifts of the Spirit are flowing through them and it ignites you. Th- think about that. You know, I mean, that is a divine appointment. Some say, well, you know, God, you could have just used anyone in the congregation to minister to that person. Who are we to question God's ways? Maybe it was more meaningful to have someone come from the other side of the world to speak that word. Amen. Let me just tell you, God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. He created us, right? So how about that divine appointment that Philip had with an Ethiopian man? Go to Acts 8. Acts 8, 26. Divine appointments I'm talking about today. Acts 8, 26 through 29 here. The whole Word of God from Genesis to Revelation is filled with divine appointments. You, gotta, you, you need a demon to block it, out of your, block it out of your vision and mind for you not to see it. Are you following me? Listen to this. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasuries, and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. Now, the angel, I want you to notice something. 
the angel did not, who, who spoke to Philip, the angel did not give the full picture to Philip. We have a, we have a bad habit in the body of Christ. You want to know what it is? God, I'm not going to move until you show me the whole picture. Do we have any of those in here? Let me tell you this. You will live a miserable life. You will live a miserable... You will never do anything meaningful in the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. You'll probably live in lack. Are you following me? Listen to me. We do not need the full picture before we take the first step. He said, go join yourself to that chariot. If you're waiting for complete instructions in the full picture to obey God, again, you're going to be standing on the shore. You're going to be standing on the shore watching all those faith walkers walking on the water, wishing you were out there with them. Are you following me? We are commanded to live by faith, which is the opposite of knowing all the details. First, are you following me? You want to know how to spell faith in your fleshly mind? R-I-S-K. Risk. Faith will feel like risk to your natural mind, to your fleshly mind. But my goodness, it'll feel like velvet in your spirit. You'll have peace on the inside. There will be that struggle in your mind. Your mind saying you're crazy, you're nuts. What are you doing? And in your spirit, feels great. But the problem is people yield to their fleshly mind over their spirit, man. Are you following me? It's a risk to your fleshly mind, but peace to your spirit, man. The Holy Spirit spoke this to me about this, this Philip encounter. He said, I only used Philip like I did because he had a desire and a willingness to be used. He said this, listen to this. He didn't need the complete picture before he would move. Oh, it's getting real quiet in here. Thank God for those fans. There's some life sound in here. Now, there is going to come a time when you're sitting at home and the Holy Spirit nudges you on the inside to go somewhere. And, but, but, you know, you're watching your favorite TV show. You're, you're, you're at home relaxing in your jammies. You know, you're just having, you got your bowl of popcorn. But all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit's going to nudge you. And he's going to say, I want you to go to Walmart. I want you to go to TSC. I want you to go somewhere. I want you to go here. And, and there's going to be that struggle in your mind between your spirit man and the mind, right? Well, number one, if that ever happens to you, just know that's not you telling yourself to do that because you don't want to do that. How do, how do you know it's the Holy Ghost most of the time? Because it's going to be against everything your fleshly mind wants, right? People say, well, how do I know? You know, I have this desire to be in the ministry. How do I know if I'm called into ministry? I said, your natural mind will not want to do ministry. I said, if you have any desire to do it, it's God. Are you following me? All right. So obey the first command and then he will reveal more to you. But the whole, if you feel that nudge, the Holy Spirit is setting up a divine appointment. All right. Now, remember, again, for divine appointments, angels and ministering spirits, they're heavily involved in setting up divine appointments, right? 
I mean, so just know it's, it's not all you. You got heaven's help helping you in the spirit realm. Amen. So they're with you. But listen to this. Be kind. Be nice to strangers because you might be entertaining an angel unaware. And you want to know if you're doing that? God is testing you. He's testing you. So always, you have an opportunity to talk to a stranger, to encourage them, to talk to them about the Lord. It might be an angel. This may be a test of the emergency broadcast system. (laughs) Are you following me? Number two, divine appointments. We need to prepare for divine appointments. Desire and expect them, and we need to prepare for them. If you're living a life that is sensitive to the Holy Spirit, He will give you advance notice and prepare you for it. You'll sense something. You'll sense something is happening. You won't know what it is, but you sense something is different in your life. How many can say you feel something, a shift like that? Like you can feel something on the horizon. You can't see it. You don't know what it is, but something's shifting. That's the Holy Spirit preparing you. He's saying, hey, raise that expectation now. Raise it up. Don't abort this thing. Come on. The Holy Spirit is very intentional. He doesn't waste time when he tells you to do something. Are you following me? Now, we we waste time all the time. Humans waste time all the time, but not God, right? Not the Holy Ghost. He's not going to waste time. If he's telling you to do something, there is an absolute purpose and reason behind it. Just obey him. Amen? Jesus knew that there was an encounter with a demon-possessed man in Mark chapter 5. You need to realize this. Listen, that no blessing is going to go uncontested from the enemy. Are you following me? Okay. When Jesus and the apostles were crossing the sea before that encounter with the demoniac, it says a storm arose. Well, wasn't that God creating that storm? No, because Jesus rebuked the storm. Jesus wouldn't rebuke his heavenly father. You see, you just got to kind of think these things through. It's common sense, but a lot of times we get so stuck in dead religion, right? But listen, so a storm arose. If there is major spiritual warfare taking place in your life right now, you are most likely on the brink of a divine appointment. Okay? Now, it's always good. I I do got to... This is my little asterisk by it. It's always good to take an inventory of your life and cut things out of your life that would bring an attack from the enemy. Uh, Anything that would open the door to the enemy. Amen? But not all of them are from... All of the storms are from opening the door to, uh, to evil. They are simply trying to hinder your breakthrough. All right? And he's trying to stop that thing from happening. Um... When I look back on my life, all the the breakthroughs, the major breakthroughs and divine appointments, my goodness, I had some of the strongest warfare coming right before that water broke. Come on, somebody. Amen? So we need to keep ourselves filled with the Word of God. We need to read it, study it, and meditate on it. That is part of preparing for divine appointments in your life. Amen? Be a, uh, be a person of prayer. Be a person of giving to God, of giving alms to the poor. The angel, listen to this. The angel that appeared to Cornelius said that his prayers and alms or giving to the poor have come up before uh, for a memorial before God. Think about that. 
Now, you know, we're so used to saying our prayers going up before God, but have you ever thought that God looks at our giving as well to the poor? Think about that. How many of you want to get God's attention? Now, there's a sermon. There's a sermon to how to get God's attention, which I may preach sometimes, so don't hold it against me that I just mentioned it. How to get God's attention. Pray, obey, give to the poor, give to the Lord's work. Amen? That'll be for a later time. But also, some divine appointments, you've got to know this as well. Some divine appointments will not come to pass unless you're praying in tongues. Listen to me now. Listen to this. The Holy Spirit revealed to me that some supernatural encounters that the apostles and disciples, the things that we read about, they wouldn't have come to pass if they didn't have a prayer life and pray in the Spirit. Why? Because here's the importance of praying in tongues. It bypasses your natural mind. Man, that's so important. The more I speak in tongues, the more of the supernatural I walk in. The gifts flow freely. Miracles, breakthroughs start to happen. So you need to pray. And t- uh, listen, Living Waters Chapel, this is a charismatic church. I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> right? We're non-denominational. But, I mean, we label it charismatic. But it's really just the Bible. It's really the Bible. Are you following me? That's all. We're just trying to follow the Word of God. Amen? Again, so they wouldn't have prayed for those things with their natural mind because they don't know how to pray for it. They wouldn't know what to pray for. So the Holy Spirit teams up with your spirit and you yield and you allow the Holy Spirit to pray perfect prayers by yielding to Him. You do the speaking, but He gives you the words. So He's not, listen, He's not going to take you over like a robot. Are you following me? All right. You do the speaking and it's an act of faith. That's why it says building yourself up in your most holy faith. Why most holy? Because it sounds dumb praying in tongues. I'm just going to be honest. It it sounds foolish. It sounds like babble. And you don't know what you're saying. The Bible says that your your understanding is going to be unfruitful. That's why it's an act of faith. You're doing it and you're believing you're teamed up with the Holy Ghost, praying the perfect will of God. Amen. Next, the next point, you need to recognize divine appointments. It's sad to say, but some in this room may be listening to me on the internet. You have totally let a divine appointment pass you by because you didn't want to step out in faith. Again, uh, Hebrews 13, 2, like I just mentioned, do not forget to entertain strangers for some have entertained angels unaware. Unaware. I don't want to be unaware. I want to be aware. Remember that sermon I preach? Conscious. Spiritual or carnal conscious. I want to be spiritually conscious all the time. Amen? Go to Matthew chapter 20 real quick here. Say conscious. That word's just striking a chord in my spirit. We need to be conscious of His presence. Amen? His presence is manifesting in our, in our praise and worship. Why? Because we're conscious of His presence. We desire in it. We're having a great time in it. People are starting to dance up here. People will manifest demons up here because the devil doesn't like it. Amen? Come on, somebody. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Matthew 20, 30 through 34. And it says this. 
And behold, two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet. Listen to me. Don't listen to the multitude of people that are telling you to shut your mouth. But they cried out all the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. So Jesus stood still. Ooh, the day that Jesus stood still. And called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? Then they, they, they said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be open. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. Listen to this. They recognized and took advantage of that divine appointment. They heard. Say heard. heard. They were blind, but they heard that Jesus was passing by. The master, the healer was passing by. And they could have kept their mouth shut and missed the divine appointment. There will come a time when you'll be in line at the store and someone will be talking to you. Come on. And they'll begin to pour their heart out to you. You'll be standing there and the Holy Spirit just gave you the the key to their heart. Start talking to them about it. Just recently I was talking to someone. uh, I was at a place and just kind of doing some business there, buying something. And the person started talking about, well, my son passed away and I, you know, and I got real in depression. And I didn't, you know, want to get back to work, but I decided to take this job. You know, because I realized how much I missed doing this. But, you know, my son's death really knocked me out for a while. What an opportunity. What a key to a person's heart. Amen? Maybe they'll be talking to you about a trial in their life. See, that is a divine appointment to share the hope of Jesus Christ with them. To speak a word of healing. To speak a word in due season to that individual. Next. And, and last of all, oh, no, no, do more, almost done. We need, to, we need to fulfill divine appointments. Be willing to use, be used by God. Be willing to, be bless, uh, to bless others. Philip completed his mission with the Ethiopian man. Complete your mission, don't abort it. Peter was willing to be used. He completed the mission. Now my last point. Are you ready for this? We need to remember divine appointments. Keep them in your memory. Think about them often. Think about where you came from and where God took you. Are you following me? Keep those encounters and life-changing experiences fresh in your mind. And it will help carry you through the warfare. That's why the Word of God says, Remember the prophetic words that was spoken over you. Keep those prophetic words that gave you hope and strength to carry on. Amen? Amen. Carry on, soldier. Remember the words. Keep them fresh in your thought life. Amen? Amen. Because life happens. Things get tough out there. Amen? That's why it says, remember the words that were spoken over you. Don't lose sight who you are as a child of the living God. See, Paul cherished his encounter with Jesus. 
The woman at the well cherished her encounter with Jesus. Let the impact of those divine appointments carry you to the next marker in the road, carry you to the next encounter, carry you to the next shifting point, carry you to the next season of your life. So church, we need to desire and expect. We need to prepare for. We need to recognize. We need to fulfill and remember divine appointments because we are entering, like I said, a supernatural season of divine appointments and encounters. And I'm telling you right now, don't let them pass you by. Amen? Amen. Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. Allow your expectation to rise up. Prayer team, come on forward. Hallelujah. Now that message went right along with every song we sang and every prophetic word that came forth. Amen. Divine appointments. Now, maybe there's someone in here. You have never made Jesus Christ Lord of your life. Well, we're giving you an opportunity today to have your first major, the most important divine appointment in your life. If you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I want you to come forward and pray with one of our prayer team members. We would love the privilege of you. Don't just keep it to yourself. Come forward. Tell us about it. Amen? Now, maybe there's some in this place. You're ones that you've forgotten about what God has done for you. You've you've forgotten about those markers in the road, those divine appointments. You've backslidden. You've forgotten God. You, you, you've went your own way, but you want to come back to him today. You want to rededicate your life. If that's you, come forward this morning. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Come forward. Amen. We'll stay here as long as is possible. Also, if you never received the Holy Spirit baptism, I'm telling you right now, that's a divine encounter that will change your life and ministry for Jesus forever. Amen. If you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism, come on down to this altar you need healing or prayer for anything else, whatever it is, don't be embarrassed. Come on down. So uh, visitors, thank you so much for coming today. We hope you had a great time in the presence of God. Everybody have a great week. Don't forget uh, Rails End, um, the prime timers Thursday at noon at Rails End and the healing service and all the other stuff. I'm not even going to try. You know what? Just have a great week. We love you. Get out of here. Love you all.